Hi folks, welcome to this month's episode of Ensuring Greatness. This is an original podcast series produced by the American Concrete Institute, ACI. My name is Pranay Sirenani. I'm an assistant professor at the University of Miami in uh, Miami, Florida. And I'm really very happy today to co-host this podcast with Professor Miriam Belay-Sankos. Miriam. Hi, uh, this is, I am Miriam Belay-Sankos and I'm an assistant professor at Purdue University Civil Engineering here in West Lafayette, Indiana. It's really funny because, I mean, I think, you know, we've exchanged a few emails, we've, we've, we've done some similar things, but we've actually not met. So maybe at, at this ACI, uh, we will meet. Let's see. For sure, for sure. I will looking forward for that. All right. So uh, do you kind of want to, you know, talk about why you started doing civil engineering or your educational journey, let's say? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was a first uh, generation college student. So, and I grew up in a very small town. So when I was a kid, I had no idea what really was civil engineering. But my uncle was a carpenter and has you know, the carpentry next to my house. So I used to, like a kid, I used to go there and build all kinds of structures just for fun. And that really, I think, woke up my interest for building things. And then I was, you know, very curious kid. Like, I like to, well, I asked for my birthday for a very little microscope. And I used to play, uh, like, play to be a, a scientist and mix of kind of things like soil with cleaning products, with things that, by the way, there's any kid listening to this, don't do it. It is dangerous. But I had the idea, you know, it was a way for me to kind of dream in to be a scientist one day. And and then when I was already in high school, one professor told me, you know, you love math, you love physics, you love helping people, and you really like also construction. So you, I think you're part of civil engineering. So then I was looking at that, so like, yeah. And that's how I enter uh civil engineering program in the, my home country, which was Spain in the University of La Coruña. How about you? Yeah. Uh, so before I get to that, actually, just curious. So you said, uh, uh, so where in Spain are you from? I am from a small town. The name is Finisterre, uh, which means the end of the world. And, oh. and then it's, it's, yeah, it's northwest of Spain. <laughs> it was a very little town. You know, most part of the people are it's, uh Fisherman and and so and I really like the 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 places. It's beautiful. So I always make the uh, joke that if I come from a small town in India, and it's a joke because uh, the city I come from in India is about ten million people or something. <laughs> so it's it's a. I mean, in India, I mean, I'm not saying it's a small. It's not a small town by any stretch. It's one of the larger cities, but it's not the largest city either. So. So anyway, so uh, I come from India, uh, from this place called Hyderabad. And uh, in in general, since I was young, I always wanted to be an engineer. I, I always kind of liked uh, either meeting things or breaking them. And like you, I was also very interested and curious. And I mean, I always like to ask why. And that's true even now. And that's what I tell my students as well. It's always very interesting to ask why how and what are interesting but for me why is is, is a lot more of interest uh so in uh you know when i was uh finishing my high school etc we uh 
a lot of Indians ultimately do become engineers. It's a very popular profession. I don't think civil engineering was anything. It wasn't like for me, it was civil engineering or nothing else. I was very interested in civil engineering. But at the same time, I think I would have been very happy if I got mechanical engineering, right? Because that's also something that I was very interested in. Uh, but ultimately, uh, we had to go through this uh, engineering exam uh, for Indian Institute of Technology, so something like that. And the thing that worked out the best was uh, civil engineering. So that's what I took. But at, at that point in time, I can tell you that even if it was another branch of engineering, I probably would not have minded. Uh, and then specifically with respect to concrete, uh, it's interesting because uh, as everyone knows, civil engineering is very broad. We talk about structures, we talk about materials, we talk about geotechnical, we talk about transportation. Uh, and I really think the main reason I'm doing concrete is because of the professors who taught concrete. They were absolutely fantastic. And they, they really were very passionate about the material. And when people are passionate about something, I think it drops off on students as well. So I saw this and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I think I really like concrete. And I also like concrete because it was uh, it, it is a fascinating, interesting, complicated material. So that's how I, I kind of started. And it's it's also interesting because I think to a certain extent, a lot of me going on this path is simply maybe a little bit of accident or a little bit of, uh, I didn't have any other option, you know? So uh, what happened after that is, so I finished my uh, undergrad in 2008. So at that point in time, I knew for sure I wanted to get a master's because I really did want to study a little bit more about concrete, etc. I applied to Purdue, by the way. Uh, and actually, I think, uh, actually, I think I did get an offer from Purdue. So this was long ago, uh, relatively long ago when uh, master's used to be funded. Uh, now I think it's very difficult to get funding for your master's, but at that point in time, it was possible. And, uh, you know, it was easier for me to do a master's with funding rather than without. Uh, the U.S. is pretty expensive. So uh, ultimately, I went to Illinois, which is not that far away from Purdue. Uh, uh, so there I worked with uh, Professor Leslie Struble, who's now retired, and Professor John Popovich, who is still around and is active. Uh, so then I did a little bit of work. And, you know, I was completely sure I would never, ever do a PhD. But, you know, these things, uh, they don't actually work out the way you want. And also it was funny because uh, I was in Illinois from 2008 to 2011. This was around the time of the recession. Uh, I think at least on the East and West Coast by 2009 or 10, things were a lot better. Uh, I would think they were that good in uh, Illinois even then. So I looked and looked and looked, but I could not find any job. So the only thing I found was a PhD. So uh, then I decided, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do a PhD. Uh, and this was uh, at uh, ETH Zurich, so in Switzerland. Uh, and then kind of the same thing happened where I was finishing my PhD and I was 100% sure, you know, oh my God, I do not want to do a postdoc. I do not want to be a professor. Let me get a nice job. Uh, that also did not work out for whatever reason. So uh, I uh, got a postdoc uh, at Oregon State. So this was uh, in 2015. 
working with Jason Weiss, who used to be at Purdue, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I mean, he just left uh, Purdue at that time. So uh, then I, I did a postdoc for two years. Again, I was absolutely sure I would not become a professor, but clearly I'm very bad at planning, so I should not do it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so things worked out or they didn't work out. I don't know, but I've been uh, uh, assistant professor at Yale about six years. Yeah, you know, at least for concrete industry, really work out. Have a very concrete. We have, you know, so so you know, things for some reason happening, and I think in this case it was a you know a blessing for us. So so even that was not your plan. You know, it's not a bad thing. It was a very good thing, at least for 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 our community. It oh, might. I mean, I, I love, you know, just, I, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll let you tell uh, your part of the story. But uh, I mean, even though none of these choices were choices that I made, I've loved every one of them, right? I mean, every one of them, I've had a really, really great time. I really enjoyed doing what I'm doing. So, yeah, no, I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure, I, I mean, so your your work is clear, you like it. Uh, so, in my case, the way that I got into concrete was first because. I really wanted to be a, you know, a researcher. And when I was doing my, uh, my undergrad, I had the opportunity to start uh, doing undergraduate research. Uh, that was uh, in concrete in particularly in related to non-destructive testing, even though then I ended up uh, doing more other things. Uh, but that was a really, uh, game changer for me because if not, I don't think I will find a path to, to go for, for research. I, I really want it, but I didn't know even how to get into there. And that was uh, amazing. And that's one of the reasons why I really like, uh, you know, undergraduate research. And I have uh, many undergraduate uh, researchers in my class, in my, in my research group, because I really think it's, it can be a game changer for many. At least, you know, you explore the, this area and then you decide. And in my case, it really worked out. So even before I finished my undergrad, uh, my advisor at the time, Isabel, Isabel Martinez, uh, called me one day. I remember I was in a geyser station and she called me to my phone and said, like, Miriam, we got a project. You have to start right now. So like, it didn't finish the, the undergrad. So like, I don't care. You start now. It will take a little bit more time. No worries. But, uh, but if, if you really want to do it, we have a project. I said, like, what is the project about? I should say it's about recycle, uh, concrete, aggregating concrete. I say, yes, then yes. So I went for it, uh, and that was a great journey. Uh, so my research uh, there was uh, more related to sustainability, and that's something that it really gets me. And that's it. In fact, uh, right now I do also sustainability on concrete in different areas, not in that one only, in other ones. But the reason is because we know all, you know, we know that concrete is the most used construction material in the world. So if we can make it more sustainable, we make a huge impact, and that's why I was like so passionate about it. And then I, I was saying, well, to get a postdoc and then faculty position and now I'm here. <laughs> so I, I really think it, it was, what I did was kind of take any small opportunity I have to, to, to be able to, to get into the point that I, you know, I have my microscope right now and it's, it works. <laughs> so it's kind of the situation right now. So that's that. That was uh, my path started with undergraduate research. I I did a little bit of uh, undergraduate research as well in uh, again on concrete, uh, and actually it was interesting because at that time uh, we had to do a thesis. I mean, it's not quite a thesis. I see that kind of going away right now, 
but I, I really enjoyed spending almost a year doing, okay, I was an undergrad and I didn't know, uh, you know, a lot of details about concrete, etc. But I, I had a lot of time to actually work on it. And it's, it's, uh, it's a little sad to me that right now as undergrads, at least in engineering, you don't get a lot of time to do research. And what I'm seeing is the same thing is happening in masters as well. But a lot of our masters are becoming one or one and a half years. So there just isn't a lot of time to do research. They still do research. It's just that it, it's, you know, it's a small amount of research. It's not that. Yeah, well, it, it depends a little bit of the program. We have for master, we have two programs. One is one year and a half and it's professional's master. But then we have the one that is research based and they have to go and do the full thesis. And that one is, is funded. We pay for that <laughs> and then they do research. Uh, but it's true that, you know, it's every, because also there's a lot of different courses and things around, it's, it's kind of packed, it's difficult. And, but for, for undergraduate research, I really think we should do more because that can be a path for us to find, you know, the leaders of, of, of our industry in, in the future. And, you know, there are some initiatives, but I think they are not enough, uh, as I said, some of my master's students and even one PhD student was my undergrad researcher before. And that really helps because you can kind of really help the student to go through the process. And when they get to the PhD, they really know already many things. Same, same. I completely agree with you. Uh, we have, so I don't have a lot of undergraduate students working with me. Again, I think, you know, we are a smaller university. We are not 32, uh, but, uh, uh, I, I really enjoy working with the undergrads. And, and one of the things I actually really like to do is is to hire kind of a somewhat diverse set of undergrads in the sense that I really try my best to not hire undergrads who are simply civil engineers or doing concrete. There's nothing wrong with that. But I find that so some of my undergrads have been uh, anthropology. Uh, some of them have been uh, marine science. Uh, one is a sculptor, right? So I think by by kind of hiring these diverse undergrads, I think it really helps because they have a lot of skills, for example, that civil engineers don't necessarily have. But then later on, if they decide, you know what, I like concrete, this is what I'm going to do, then that's a fantastic win as well. So Yeah, I agree, because they have different views and that really helps to solve complex problems, right? We really need to to open our mind and see different uh, backgrounds, different expertises, and that really helps to just make something transformative. So I 100% agree with what you're saying. So tell me a little bit about your uh, current research or your research interests. <laughs> yeah, well, I do research mainly on CO2 capture, uh, on sustainable concrete in uh, different aspects. Uh, we can make concrete more sustainable, make it more durable. We can make concrete more sustainable optimizing the resources to have a you know lower carbon footprint, also related to recycled concrete aggregate. I have a lot of research on that area. And then making concrete uh, to work for us. For example, photocatalytic concrete or concrete that can clean itself. What I, I always call it proactive materials, right? It's not only concrete, it can be also uh, different coatings, or there are even in some cases other materials, cementitious composites in general. Uh, but uh, these are kind of what I am doing is trying to make concrete more sustainable 
with different perspectives. And then, of course, doing life cycle assessment from a holistic point of view to just really check if is this really sustainable or not, because it's not as obvious. You have really, we really need to you know, run the numbers and see, okay, this is sustainable because it lowers this, this and that or not. And that's, that's a, I think, a very interesting journey because, you know, also we have, I have a group with um, several PhD students, masters, so each of them specialize on one of these areas and that's uh, the situation right now. How about you? So uh, I have actually read uh, some of your papers on NRDIO2. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's been a while, I don't remember everything, but yeah. Also very interesting. Thank you, thank you. I think I think they were with Carlos Moro. I think. Yeah, that's it's, the one. Been, yeah, yeah, that's one of my PhD students. Uh, well, now he already graduated. He's now a professor himself. Texas State, uh, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, program that is really young. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing that I really like about our work, like working with the students, help them to go through. You know, not entering the lab when they arrive, they never enter in a lab and suddenly in three, four years, they are professors. <laughs> that's a kind of a really, really, uh, really big transformation. Uh, that's what happened with, with Carlos. Also with Dalha, with another of my students uh, that already graduate. Uh, she's now starting a tenure track position. So, so I really like that part. Like, it's not only the impact that we can do with our research, it's also the impact that they will do after that. So whenever we retire, that it will be a long time ago, a <laughs> long time from now, I think, I mean, uh, still, there will be someone that keep doing uh, an impact, even if we are already in Florida or something. <laughs> you can say that we are engineering great tests. Just kidding. <laughs> no, kind of. I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's it's really it's really true. Thank you for for the comment. I mean, I'm very very proud of of my students because they are doing great. That's fantastic. So, uh, in terms of my research, broadly there are uh, two different things that we do. Uh, the first is research on uh, supplementary cementitious materials, concrete durability, that sort of stuff. And the second is looking a little bit more at coastal infrastructure, which is maybe not a surprise given that we are in Miami. So on the first topic, uh, I'm primarily interested in uh, two things. One is uh, processing. So uh, this includes grinding materials or you know thermal uh, processing of materials, but basically uh, various uh, processing structure property relationships of, you know, uh, manufactured SCMs or other topics where we make a whole bunch of changes and, you know, we kind of try to see what happens. Uh, I'm primarily interested in uh, model systems. So we, we make some synthetic calcium aluminosilicate glasses. That's a, a major area of interest. Uh, reactivity is another major area of interest with Jason. We developed uh, several different reactivity tests that uh, we continue to employ on uh, supplementary cementitious materials for rapid screening of reactivity. Then uh, I'm also interested in CO2. Uh, and here we are interested in a range of different materials. We're interested in CO2 uptake of uh, powders, so just, you know, 
fillers or supplementary cementitious materials, going all the way to blocks. And this is interesting because, of course, at the small scale and very uh, homogeneous, or at least at some scale homogeneous materials, it's a lot easier to understand the microstructural modifications that happen versus something like blocks where sometimes uh, it's not even easy to measure the CO2 uptake just because of how uh, heterogeneous they are or because the values are simply so low. So uh, a whole bunch of topics related to SCMs, model systems, uh, CO2 uptake, uh, durability, etc. Uh, and the second topic is coastal infrastructure. So uh, we are interested in uh, developing concrete for artificial coral reefs. We are interested in uh, looking at the next generation of uh, seawalls. We are also doing some work on understanding how we can make corals more resilient, things like that. This is not something I'm an expert on. It's something that I'm really trying to learn, starting to learn, etc. Uh, the, the University of Miami has a fantastic marine school. We have uh, several different projects on this. So it's it's an active area of research, but I'm absolutely not an expert on this. So uh, maybe in five years, I tell people I'm an expert on this. I, I mean, that's it's a very exciting topic. And in fact, in this last one, I am not also an expert, but we should talk uh, uh, maybe after after the podcast. We also are doing something with the University of Puerto Rico on that. So maybe we can elaborate. I will show you later some some information. But this is also kind of recent, but uh, but very very interesting topics. And you know the treatment of different uh, materials with CO two that that's a topic that is massively important. So yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, I I always say you know I'm working on CO two, but almost everyone is right now. I mean you yeah. you kind of have to also because. Uh, I mean, there is millions, if not billions, of dollars in in things like this because this is the future. Yeah, no, and it's important that we we can do waste valorization with CO two. We can do many things, yeah. and and there is a lot of variety of things that we need to walk until getting to the real impact. And for example, with the way that measures the CO two uptake. We just develop a method to direct measure that because the other methods, as you said, it's very hard to say. So now we get one that I think at least for comparison, different uh, different uh, materials and which one uptakes more CO2. That's, that's I should definitely talk a little after the meeting if you have some time. I yes, will yes. tell you about uh, the NIST low carbon uh, cement and concrete consortium in case you're not aware, but a few things maybe. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be great. We have to have a meeting for sure soon because I think there's a lot of points of collaboration and and things that you know. I think that's one of the great things of of uh, these initiatives of ACI, right? Uh, you know, you get to know uh, other professors and other professionals that you know otherwise you will not maybe. Uh, have this conversation or yes but it will take more time and and that's really a, a great opportunity and of course we will see each other also in, in the ACI convention uh, because that's another thing that you know it really makes uh, a big difference for us to, to be able to meet each other in some cases even twice a year right what do you think about it? Yeah no absolutely I think uh, ACI has been really very 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 important to my to my career uh so it, so 
I think the first ACI I went to was almost, my memory is not that good, but it was either 13 years ago or something like this. Uh, but because I spent four years in, in Europe, I could not, you know, I could not really come regularly to the US for ACI, it becomes a little bit expensive. But actually, one of the things I really do want to thank ACI for is uh, it, it helped me uh, get my postdoc. So it was one of the ACI conventions. I think it was in, in Kansas City or something. So uh, I actually uh, met uh, Jason Eidecker, uh, who is at Oregon State, and then we started talking, and they had openings for postdocs at Oregon State. And I was like, fantastic, I don't have anything else. So uh, I actually, you know, worked through that. And I mean, if, if not for that convention, I probably would have a very different life at this point. So yeah, ACI did help me get my uh, uh, my postdoc. I I go to ACI very very regularly. I don't think I've actually missed any in the last seven years or something. I mean, obviously it became a little mess with with COVID and online and that. Uh, but it's it's something that I'm very involved in. I also make sure my students go to ACI. I think. Uh, every ACI I've had at least one, but closer to two or three students go. I think this one is maybe four or five students are going, so it's it's going to be a nice uh, team from UM. And I have to show up just a little bit because uh, the the pres the current president, the hundredth president of ACI, is actually from the University of Miami. So you know, of course, uh, Miami has a very strong ACI uh, connection. Uh, but but yeah, we go regularly. My students go regularly. For me, ACI is as important uh, for the science as it is for the networking. And it's also very important to me that ACI is not 100% uh, academia. I, I don't know the split. I'm guessing it's 50-50, something like this. Uh, but that's very important to me because it's a little difficult to just do things in, in a bit of a vacuum. So I really like uh, talking to industry at ACI, kind of trying to understand you know, the bigger picture because to a certain extent, I get very focused on small details, on microstructure, things like that. I, I don't necessarily understand the big picture. So something like KCI is fantastic. Uh, I'm heavily involved in uh, 231, 232, 240, membership committee, things like that. And I know for sure that my involvement in ACI is not going to go down. So, Yeah, yeah for, for me, I mean, there was many things. One of them was when I, when I went to the ACI professor workshop that really helped me because, you know, I met a lot of, professors spend several days there and that will really help me a lot. Then, for example, one of my students got one of the CIA fellowships and uh, she's coming. She already uh, went last uh, last convention and also will go this one to funded by the CIA. That really helps because, you know, it's it's difficult to get the funding to to bring the students to the to the program. Last, last uh, time, I bring, I think it was four students, well, three students and well, one postdoc to to the convention. And also I met there also uh, one of my former students that was was great because, you know, you, you made the gig and that was that was very special and that's something that, you know, ACI can make for us. Uh, I am involved in the committees 555 and 1302. Uh, uh, also in other ones, but these ones are the ones that I'm, I'm more involved, more involved and what I really like about it is that everyone listens to each other. You know, you are there and 
you are one more even you're young or, or so and and I think you know what we can do just getting together there and discussing everything and you know to start to all these uh, new documents and be able to participate on that that's a privilege that's, that's amazing and that's I, something that I really like and as you say it's also a point of contact with industry and to start to to talk about different perspectives for example with uh, my research on nano modification of the microstructure to make concrete to to capture more CO2 and that conversation has really helped me to to see also the point from the industry and and find uh, a different way to do it so I really like uh, these conversations and and see all different points of view and I say like yeah I know what you're being and then now I will do it this way and that works for you now too <laughs> so that that's really really something that is special I think for ACI it's not a button it's not just only academics it's not only industry but in some conferences like that right it's just only industry and we are just a few um, academics there that that also doesn't work so well but this one has the perfect mix and I really think uh, that's something special and I encourage everyone to to attend and you know every new professor or even postdoc it can go to the to the ACI uh, professors workshop I encourage you to go that's a very good first step. Also, the ACI faculty network. There's a lot of resources if you are just starting on that. Yeah, everyone should, if you're interested and if you're able to go for the ACI conventions. This one is in Boston in about a month. I think it's going to be a fantastic event if you can be there. And uh, one of the nicest things is that ACI student membership Oh, I don't remember if it's free or $5, but whatever, it's, it's absolutely nothing. It's either free or yeah, five bucks. So if you're a student, you should be a member of ACI. You have absolutely no excuse. Yeah, I agree. And it's very good for you, for your future. No matter what, if you want to go for academia or if you want to pull or if you want to go for, for industry, it's perfect place. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, so I think we are kind of on time. What do you think? I think we are right on time. So we yeah, should wrap I, I, up. I think we should wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thanks again for joining us and thanks to everyone for listening to this month's episode of Engineering Greatness. Join us uh, each month as ACI brings together first of young professionals in the concrete industry to engage in intimate conversations about their lives and work. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever you listen to your favorite podcast. And for more information about the American Concrete Institute, visit us online in concrete.org. We will see you in the next time. We'll see you next time.